Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you? Man, am I glad you're here today. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to see the things that I'm going to talk about right now, and that's okay. You can just close your eyes and imagine that you're seeing this with me. And off in the corner here, we've got smoke going. Now, kind of smoke is wafting in front of my camera. Well, it is Palo Santo because we need to sage up in here. It's the new year, right? And I know that every single year, what do we do? We make resolutions and people get really sick of those, don't they? In fact, there's like an anti-resolution uh, movement a lot of the times because people are like, man, that never works. Don't set resolutions. Just, you know, do this instead, which is another way to set a resolution. But I have to tell you something. When you actually make a resolution, what does that word come from? It comes from the word resolve. And resolve means it's finished. There is resolve to it. It's done. It's happening. It is what it is. And if you have this, what we all have at one or two or a million times in our lives, are these come to Jesus meetings with ourselves. And we're like, what the hell do I really, really want? I know for me, it always comes in the form every single year of two questions that I ask myself. What do I really want? And what am I no longer willing to tolerate? And those two questions can set me off on a brand new trajectory for this new year. I once uh, made a quote a couple years ago because it came to me that boundaries, which we talk a lot about on this channel, addiction and codependency breakthrough, but boundaries are actually resolutions set by the soul because a true resolution means it's finished, it's done, it's resolved. I'm not waffling. I'm not going back and forth. And one of the most important resolve resolutions that you can make for yourself in this brand new year is to have more of you, more of you, not less weight, not less problems, not less issues, not more money, not more time, none of that. Just more of you, because I guarantee that if you focus on what I'm going to ask you to pay attention to this whole coming year, that everything else is going to fall into place. You see, when you have more of you, you have less problems because you're not people pleasing. You're not pleasing others. You're pleasing you. When you have more of you, you find you shed naturally the things that no longer fit into your life, that no longer serve you. In fact, you are hanging on to a lot of things in your life that have stopped serving you a long time ago. So really more of you means release what's not you. And when you release what's not you, the problems go with it because it's a problem because it's not you. It's not meant for you. It's not made for you. So today I'm going to walk you through four steps or four keys to unlock the door to more of you. Now, I know that you usually come here for advice on how to deal with the addict, alcoholic, or narcissist in your life. And we we can get really hung up there. I love me a good Dr. Romney video too. There's this other guy, why do I always forget his name? He's got the white hair and he has the narcissist channel as well. And then we've got the wonderful family addiction, um, Amber Hollingsworth, that is just absolutely amazing and what she does with her um, family work. And so we have this network of people around us that are helping us figure out the people in our lives. And I'm included in that list, right? Lots 
lots of my um, students tell me they watch all these people in me. So yes, we talk a lot about understanding the addict or the alcoholic or the narcissist in your life and how to figure those people out. But I have to tell you, if you spend too much time figuring out the other people in your life and getting their number, you're going to forget the number to your own self. You're going to forget who you are and lose yourself in the process of trying to master other people. And that has to stop because what goes with that when you lose yourself? I don't know who I am anymore, Heidi. Well, guess what else goes with that? Your peace, your sanity, your self-love, your motivation to get the things done in your own life. Your self-esteem takes a walk, right? So I want to walk you back home to you. Let's talk about how to get more of you. Taking the focus off of the other people in your life and shining a light inside of yourself. Now, even if you wanted to attempt to shine a light on yourself, unfortunately, a light can't shine on itself without guidance and help sometimes. Sometimes we do need that outside perspective to help us figure ourselves out. I have mentors and teachers that I go to to help shine a light, shine a light on me and show me my blind spots. And I think that's so important when you're searching for, when you're doing this kind of work, that you find a qualified person who can help guide you along the path home to yourself. So if this resonates with you and you feel like I might be a good Sherpa on your path, then I want you to consider coming inside of one of my very intimate deep dive programs that are live coaching experiences. And we go and we're together for a period of three months at a time. And I come alongside of you and really pour into you personally. And we can only get so far with the podcasts and the videos. I had another person comment on one of my videos the other day. It said, I wish you had a thousand videos. Now I have about 500 videos and podcasts that are uploading, but I can tell you the reason that you can consume and consume and consume is because it doesn't quite satiate what you really need to be satiated which is a personal relationship with me where I come alongside of you and pour into you personally and you become a two-way street. That's what's missing in this consumption model that we have today, which is listen to the podcast and watch the videos. Now, look, I'm so grateful that you do because I believe you can go pretty far, but love, I want you to go all the way and that requires an intimacy that requires a back and forth between the two of us. We can have an exchange of energy flow between us where that healing can exponentially grow and take off. So let's dive into these four things. The first thing that you have to have is a desire. Now, and that might sound really silly. Well, of course I have a desire. I have desire, but where is your desire? What is your desire currently? For many of you, it's a desire to fix another person. Can we just be real here? Your desire is that, well, Heidi, here's what I really desire. Change that person, fix that person, make that person stop their behavior and be who I need them to be. And instead of worrying about making somebody else be who you need to be, who they need to be for you, you become who you need to be for you and you let them be who the hell they are. That is the magic formula to inner peace right there right? So the desire has to be shifted. Right now, it's an outward desire. You have to go from outward to inward. Heidi, I don't want to figure myself out because I'm perfect. <laughs> Even when I say that, that sounds kind of silly, right? But the truth is that many of us are so used to putting all of our focus into other people that we don't see our own blind spots. 
we don't see how we're contributing to our own pain and suffering. And there are very specific ways we are personally contributing to our own personal suffering. I know I'm not minimizing the impact of another person's behavior on you. I've written books about how other people's behavior impacts those that they love, right? You can find those books on Amazon or over at HeidiRain.com and read more about how others impact us. But there comes a point in your healing journey where the desire has to be an inner dwelling where you say, you know, I have a desire to actually be a student of myself. I have a desire to figure myself out once and for all. And this is so important if you notice that you keep repeating patterns over and over again right? If you, if you have gotten out of one dysfunctional relationship, just to jump into the next one, it's time that we recognize lovingly that we are the common denominator and it's time for a deep dive. Now, not just searching for problems, not just a desire to answer the question, what's wrong with me that we can also be plagued with, but a desire to figure out what's right with you too. A desire to figure yourself out, a desire to take the focus, like I said, off of other people and put it on yourself. Now, this also requires a level of detachment. The desire is mixed with the detachment. In order to figure out yourself in this next coming year, you have to detach from some other things. This is the second thing, detachment. Actually, there are five things, not four. So as I'm talking, I'm realizing there's more. Now, isn't that, isn't that cool? Whenever we allow ourselves to just be in the flow state and not be hyper-focused on perfectionism or saying things the right way or coming across the right way, what happens is more ideas come to us, more inspiration. And this is kind of demonstrating that live and in action. So detachment. Well, Heidi, if I want more of me in this new year, what do I need to detach from? Other people's opinions of who you already are. Other people's perspectives of who they think you are. You need to detach from the idea of who you already are. You're not who you really are. I will tell you that right now. You likely, if you're attracted to these videos and me and Dr. Romney and Amber and all these other people, you are not who you are. You are who you need to be. You are trying to figure out who you need to be in order to fix another human being, who you need to be in order to make them less angry, make them less dr drug addicted, make them less drinking, make them less uh, mean to you, make them more choosing of you. So we have to detach from this idea of outside approval. We have to detach from the notion that I only want to show one side of me that is pretty or one side of me that is attractive. We have to be willing to fumble around when you want more of you. More of you means detaching from the idea that the only thing that makes you lovable and, and wanted is when people see what's good about you. There's lots of us that have a dark side that have a, I remember one time I was talking to my daughter, she's eight. And we were talking about because she was having a problem at school. And we were driving to school and we were talking about how to handle things. And she kind of went off on a rampage. This one little girl is not being kind to her at school. And she said, well, I just want to tell her and give her a taste of her own medicine. And I want to tell her this and I want to tell her that. And I said, well, you know, honey, I don't really think that's really who you are. I don't really think that's that's who you are because 
I, I see you as being kind and really thinking things through and saying things in a way that, and she, you know, she put me in my place. I have to tell you, love, she looked right at me and said, well, mommy, I have a dark side and you don't know about it. My dark side is doing this, <laughs> rubbing my hands together, waiting to come out. Now, in that moment, I could have said to her, well, no, honey, you don't have a dark side. You're all light and love and fairy tales and love and rainbows and butterflies and shit. But my decision was to say, well, yes, you do have a dark side and you can choose to unleash it. But every choice you make in life has a consequence. So be prepared for that to come back to you in some way, shape or form. But absolutely, you can have, you can be whoever you want to be. And this message I keep instilling in her where we have to be willing if we're going to have more of us in this new year detached from the idea that we have to be perfect we have to look a certain way we have to be a certain way we have to hide that thing we're hiding we don't want to show people what's really going on in our lives that story by god this year has to come to an end many of us are in relationships with addicts and alcoholics or narcissists and we're suffering in secret there's a silence code going on where we're not showing people who we really are and what we're really dealing with in our lives. We have a vulnerability crisis and that's partially perpetrated by social media, right? And I'm not talking about just the way you look. I know some people can watch my video and be like, well, you, you know, you're showing us your best side. You did your hair this morning and put a feather in your ear and dressed up and da, 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 honey. If, if you're focused on clothes and hair, that's the least of what I'm talking about. That's, that's lacking a depth and an understanding. What I'm talking about being your authentic self goes all the way to the core, not just about what feather you decide to put in your ear today. Okay. So what I'm talking about now, sure. That's, that's a bandaid level surface. I'm being more me. I'm going to go out without makeup. I'm going to put, okay, great. But the deeper depth is actually talking and sharing what's really going on with you and sharing how you're feeling and thinking on a regular basis. That's the deeper depth. More of you means detaching when you're not in the right kind of mood and you don't want to do that thing and you don't want to interact with somebody that you have authentic and integrity cleanse and you're actually saying to somebody exactly how you feel. You're speaking your truth. There has to be a desire in your heart to be who you are more than you want to please other people. Amen. You, the desire in you has to be my mental health and my sanity is more important to me than saying the right fucking thing. Okay. That's a decision that we have to make. And that's the third thing, a decision. I want to back up to this detachment thing about, you know, I have to be somebody that's just looks a certain way all the time. And, and I don't want to upset other people. I don't want to walk on eggshell. I, I'm walking on eggshells with the people in my life and in my relationships because I don't want to say or do the wrong thing. Albeit when you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic, you do that because you believe you have more power than you do. You think you make people relapse. You think you make people drink and you don't, you don't. All right. You're off the hook there. Now, again, I'm pouring into you today, but if you want a two-way street where you can ask your questions and stop and interact, consider joining my program, Codependency and Addiction Breakthrough. You can find it over HeidiRain.com. Now, the other day we were at the park and my daughter, L-O-V, her name is L-O-V, like L-O-V, not spelled that way, but pronounced that way. And she was at the park with her girlfriend. And her girlfriend was being whatever Ellaby considered too much or kind of like getting on her nerves. So she said to her friend, hey, you're so dramatic. You know, can you just stop doing that because it's really bothering me and you, you know, you're embarrassing me the way you're behaving and kind of did this kind of talk. And 
I don't talk to her that way. I don't say that kind of stuff to her. I think that's just a natural thing that she has in herself. Like she partially, because this is how we're programmed in our lives, just even out there. Okay. Not even in our home, but everywhere that we want to look good. Right. We want to be cute in front of the cute boy or we want to do whatever. So anyway, her friend was really upset when she said that to her. And they both came over to me. We had a little picnic blanket. We were spending the day at the park, the afternoon. And her little friend went off after she felt a little bit better. And I talked to her. Then I talked to my daughter and I hugged her and I said, honey, you know, how do you feel if somebody would call you dramatic? Well, I'm not dramatic. I, I, I said, that's beside the point. What if you had a quirk about you that you would, and somebody would call you on out on it? How would it make you feel? And she said, well, I wouldn't like that. And I would just tell them, I said, here's the bottom line. If you want to be who you are in life, you have to let other people be who they are too. You, you have to practice on other people first, right? Like I'm just going to let you be who you are. And then I get to be who I am too. Now, this is such a key for you listening to this right now, watching this, because you spend so much energy trying to change other people and you're not allowing other people to be themselves. Cause you're like, I don't want that version of them, Heidi. I want them to be the sober version, the sweet version, the kind version, the loving version, not the asshole version or what have you. You don't get to pick that. People are who they are. And the art of detachment is letting people be who they are and then figuring out if that works for you. And I told my daughter, your friend is dramatic. If you cannot accept that about your friend, then you should release your friend back to the wild, okay? Because ultimately we want permission to be who we are in our relationships and friendships. That's what we want. Well, Heidi, I cannot give my boyfriend, husband, wife, partner, lover permission to be who they are because who they are sucks. Well, honey, did you marry a partner or a project? Are you with a partner or a project? It's time to release the hostage and let people be who they are so you could be who of you are and have more of you in your life as well. Hala. Okay. After detachment, after desire, and after detachment of getting more of you comes the third thing that we must do, which is we must, we must make a decision to have more of us. Now, a lot of the time, this is where we really don't. That's what we talked about a resolution. It's a new year's resolution. Oh yeah, I'm going to make a resolution. Uh, my gym was packed. I have to tell you, I went to Zumba the other day. You may or may not know that I'm a, a Zumba devotee. And it was wall to wall with a bunch of people that I had never seen before in my life. And church was the exact same thing. So Zumba on Saturday was packed wall to wall and church on Sunday was like, holy Hannah, wow, where are all these people coming from? And and you know what'll be the test? What happens in two weeks, right? Because a resolve, a true resolution is a resolve set by the soul. And many people just think it'd be a good idea to play around with the idea of focusing on myself more or losing weight or going getting going to church or whatever, okay? Going to the gym. So you have to, have to make a true decision that there's nothing else. there's nothing else for you but this thing that you're gonna do. There's no other option for you. As Tony Robbins would say all the time, if you're going to storm the island, take the island of success, you need to burn the boats because many people get on the island, realize who how hard it is, and then get back in the boat and go back home, right? You've got to burn the boats if you're going to take the island, whatever that island is for you. And many times in my life, I did not do this. I dabbled around with change. I was like, well, I'm going to give it a shot. Drinking was one of those things with me where that was certainly a new year thing every single year. I'm going to drink less. 
not going to drink hard liquor. I'm just going to drink wine. Maybe I won't pregame before I go out. You know, the stories we tell ourselves, but the morning that I decided to quit alcohol 13 years ago, 12 years ago, I don't keep track because I don't, why am I counting down the rest of my life? I don't know. That sounds crazy to me, but I um, made a decision that alcohol was not going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. I don't believe in one day at a time. I believe that if you're torturing yourself daily with that decision, you wake up in the morning, you go, do I want to drink today? No, I got to redecide one day at a time. Do I want to drink today? No, I'm going to redecide. That to me is like mental torture. I wanted to decide once. So like my mentor, John Maxwell says, you make the decision one time and then you manage that decision you've already made daily. So I made the decision I wasn't going to drink. I don't need to wake up and say, is today going to be the day? You never know. What the fuck is that? Can you live your life like that? I know I can't. Imagine if you were married to somebody and you made a commitment to them and then they woke up every morning and went, do I still feel like being married to you? Let's take it one day at a time. I mean, you would like be like, what the fuck? Get out of here, right? We do that with our own lives of important things that matter to us. We say, well, let's just see if I feel like it tomorrow. I mean, that is such a, a prison that we put ourselves in. And I'm all about freedom around here. I want to help break you free from all the prisons you're in, psychological, emotional, financial. Okay. And that's just one of them, spiritual. All right. So you've got to make a true decision. How do you do that? You get leverage on yourself. Like Tony Robbins has said many times, people and before him, thousands of people, you get leverage on yourself by doing an inventory pain inventory and a pleasure inventory. You figure out how much pain it's costing you not to be your true self. How much pain is it costing you to have to put on a mask every day and pretend to be somebody you're not? I'm fine. When people ask you how you are, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you're taking time. And then the one day you show your true authentic self at work, your coworkers like, what's wrong with you? Jesus, you're not happy today. That's so annoying, isn't it? And you're like, can I just be a human being? Yes. You have to allow yourself to be a human being first before other people start allowing you to be a human being, you're walking around like a Stepford wife. And then you wonder why when people go, what's up with you when you're having an off day, that's because of the Stepford wife the other days. That's because of the permit grade you got going on there, right? So we need to make a true decision. We need to make a true decision and shut ourselves off from any other possibility. So what's the pain? What is it costing you to be who you're not meant to be in your life? And then the pleasure, what's on the other side of being who you really are? I can tell you it is a freedom like none other. I remember when the thought of even making videos like this was absolutely crippling to me. I was like, I, I'd have to plan. I'm going to tell you what, I'd have to plan for days. I'd obsess and agonize over what video I'm going to make. What am I going to talk about? And then even more so, I would put pressure on my speaking to tie it back to my business. Oh my God, well, make sure that these key points align with this. And it prevented me whenever I was being that perfectionistic and, and being, being somebody I'm not, which is just like a, a straight up marketer, right? A, a salesperson in the videos or trying to like, you know, and then I, and then I realized, just get on there and talk, just get on there and be yourself. Just get on there and say whatever comes up in the flow. Because when, when I'm tuned into God and I spend my mornings meditating and doing the sage and calling in God and doing all that stuff, Whatever God wants me to say is going to be so much freaking smarter than what I have on my own mind to say. More of me actually in the deeper, deeper steps means less of me and more of God, right? But we're not talking about that today. We've got to start with one step at a time, one step at a time. And 
many of us have um, abandoned ourselves. We've abandoned ourselves along the way. Either we did like a spiritual bypass, which is just, we just bypassed ourselves and just went, God, heal me, take care of me. I don't want to look at myself. You just do everything. You know, my defects, you know, my flaws, you just do all that yourself. God, I wash my hands of myself and we give it over to God. God doesn't work that way. Everything in the universe is co-creative. You've got to do your part. Okay. There is a devotion that needs to happen. And a spiritual bypass is when you give everything over to God and you lose yourself in that process too. You have to maintain you because God works through you. You can't abandon you. You are important in this equation, okay? So we start with self. I'm willing to look at my blind spots. I'm devoted to myself. We've been devoted to the other person, devoted to our partner that is struggling and with this, we were the sacrificial lamb, or we've devoted to a power outside of ourselves and totally abdicated all responsibility. There's a middle way. You're the middle way. You're the middle man. You are the one. <laughs> okay. You are your own soul's mate. And if you met your soulmate, wouldn't you just want to dive deep? Wouldn't you just want to get to know that person? There has to be a devotion and there has to be dedication with that devotion. You can't be devoted to something that the same word, devotion and dedication are the same word. Okay. So we, we need to make a decision that I'm going to be devoted to myself. That sounds so selfish. I know for, for someone like you who is used to putting everybody else before you, but what has that been like for you? What has putting everybody else before you, what is putting everybody else before you led to at this point in time? You're lost. You've lost yourself. You've lost your interests. You've lost what matters to you. You've lost your sense of power and self-esteem price. You've been paying is too high. All right. So a devotion to self. I want to say with the decision part as well, that whenever I, I put this quote in there, I have these little tiny notes today that I'm, that I'm using just on the key points. I put all my whole sermon on one piece of paper, um, two pieces of paper, but I wrote big. Um, so I did make a note here with this decision, with this, uh, I think it was a decision or a devotion. Let me see. Um, yeah, it was a decision and a, a decision and a devotion because Lao Tzu said a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, which most people think, oh, that means I just want to take the first step and let everything else unfold. And that's great. And Martin Luther King said that about the staircase and you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. But what Lao Tzu really said in the Tao Te Ching was the journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. And that means you have to get moving in your own life. You can't wait to be moved. You have to move. And when we do a spiritual bypass, we want God to move us and just sit there and be moved without doing our part. A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. You have to move. You have to walk into your own future. You have to walk into yourself. You have to move and God will help you carry you when your feet are tired, but it's you moving the whole way. You can't bypass that. You can't get around that. That's just the way that it is, right? So let's review what we've talked about so far. We've talked about the first thing is you have to have a desire. You have to have a desire in your heart. Then you have to detach from what other people are thinking and feeling and detach from this idea that you have to look perfect and be perfect if you're going to have more of you. We talked about your, I'm like, what did we talk about? 
that's a good sign that I'm just in the moment when I forget what I'm talking about. A decision, a true decision, right? To go all the way. And then, <laughs> and then the last thing we're going to talk about is a, a depth. If you're going to have more of you, you have to be willing to go very deep. And sometimes that's a scary thing. In fact, many, for a lot of us, that's a scary thing. I don't want to go all the way down there. What am I going to find when I'm digging the hole of myself? What am I going to see? You know, good stuff too. Gold lives down there. Diamonds live down there. Okay. When our dogs uh, do this thing with their hands, with their scratching, my daughter and I go digging for diamonds, digging for diamonds, right? That's our thing. I mean, yes, you're digging for diamonds. You're going to excavate yourself. And along the way, you're going to find a lot of dirt and a lot of shit and a lot of rocks, but eventually you're going to get to where, and that's how an excavation is. You got to be willing to get past the dirt and the stuff so you can unearth the beautiful, majestic amethyst and crystals and all the wonderful things that are waiting beneath the surface. But most people won't do that. I have to tell you, most people don't want to go deep. They are surface skimmers, man. They just want to stay steady. They don't want to go deep because they're afraid. And that's real. There's a fear of going deep. Um, but I have to tell you, nothing good, it lives just here on the top. You know, nothing, all the good stuff is down underneath. Because as the Bible says, and as we've learned in many spiritual teachings, when you're willing to go to deeper depths, you reach higher heights, deeper depths, higher heights. And so you have to be willing to excavate. You have, you can't be satisfied with a surface answer. You have to be willing to be a student of yourself, like an explorer. And you put your little headlamp on and you're willing to go deep and down into yourself. And now a couple of rules that we follow in my programs are curiosity over condemnation, curiosity over criticism. We follow an observing kind of thing where I'm just willing to take a look at myself. I'm willing to be curious about myself. I'm willing to dig and dive and ask questions, not condemn and criticize myself, but actually wonder, restore a sense of wonder about myself and a curiosity, a childlike wonder for myself. Is it your time to have more of you this year? Are you willing to do these things that need to be done in order for you to excavate and unleash your authentic self? Are you willing to do that so that you can have and restore the joy in your life? If you go to those deeper depths of uncovering who you really are, then you will soar to higher heights of the fruits of your labor. I love you so much. If this has been helpful, will you share it with somebody who could benefit from this message today? Will you share it with one of your friends who you know is struggling? They've lost themselves to maybe a traumatic or a dysfunctional relationship. And they've, they've, they're, they've made this year, maybe they need to make the choice too. Maybe you guys can do this together. More of you this year, more of you. I'm here for it. Next, uh, next week, we're going to talk about the three things that suck your power and how to restore that power to yourself. If you're going to have more of you, you've got to have more personal power too. All right. I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. And in the meantime, go over to HeidiRain.com if you want to learn about partnering up. I'll see you soon.